but the game was different, right? The the, the rules was different. The ball. Oh, was the, Euro, the, like, Euro, the Euro style is different in America. The Euro style was a lot different <laughs> in America. <laughs> That's the Especially, first time y'all seen that Euro step too, huh? Absolutely. Hi everybody. My name is Simon Zajcek. I'm from Prague, Czech Republic, which is uh, in Central Europe. Uh, I've uh, done my my uh, university uh, about about four years ago. Uh, I graduated. I went to Kansas City to William Jewell College with the Cardinals, and, uh, and I studied international relations there. Uh, I actually uh, accomplished something that uh, I'm very proud of. I, I, I graduated a year earlier than I was supposed to. I did only three years at Jewell. Uh, the reasons were, uh, were there were many reasons for that, but one of them was that uh, I had a, I had a injury that kept me from playing, uh, and I had to figure out how to do it. And uh, I felt like uh, I felt like I was I was uh, using my scholarship uh, on somebody else's uh, on somebody else's time because I I, mm -hmm. I couldn't play. So I, I talked to the coach and talked to my advisors, and I graduated in 2017, which was a year earlier than I than I was supposed to. And uh, now I'm I'm uh, still still playing ball, although not 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 uh, in any shape or form uh, ser serious as as I was in the United States. But that's because uh, the United States uh, and the university you know uh, experience opened the world to me, and now I can do you know so many you know so many things that I enjoy, uh, whether it's politics, whether it's uh, education, and uh, you know anything between. Perfect. Thanks for being with us today, Simon. Um, really, really, really appreciate it. How did you choose and why did you choose uh, your university? So uh, I was in a position when I was when I was 19 years old, I was in a position where my time was running out to get, uh, you know, some some offer in the United States. Uh, so uh, I was fortunate to meet with probably one of the greatest, uh, you know, people in basketball in Czech Republic or Slovakia, you know, Julian Betko. I, I was fortunate to, to get in touch with him. And he, he uh, when he started his academy in Prague, GBA, he took, he took us to a bunch of tournaments in the United States and Europe so we can get exposure and we can meet agents. And um, I was fortunate to to meet to meet uh, some some agents in the United States when we went to a tournament in in Rhode Island. It was a prep invitational, and uh, some agents uh, got in contact with me, with me there. Even though I didn't have uh, that many good games, but they saw the drive and they saw the I play with my heart, uh, not only with my skills. And uh, I you know got in touch with them, and then they contacted me you know several years after several months after that. And and uh, they they uh, told me that there's a there's a D2 school in Kansas City that would be interested in talking to me about an opportunity to go there and play. Uh, you know, I was excited to hear news like that because uh, I still at that point didn't didn't really uh, have uh, have the full trust in myself uh, to to get to the United States. I had I had a trust I trusted myself, but people around me said you know hey it's not easy to get in, to get a scholarship offer in the United States. So uh, I actually didn't chose Jewel. Jewel chose me in in a, in a sentence because uh, okay. I didn't have many offers. I had, I had another offer that that uh, I I got after I committed to William Jewel. So I didn't really explore that option because I committed uh, on the phone immediately when when the offer came and I <laughs> I, I talked to the coach. So it, you know that that was uh, that was uh, the opportunity I was given was 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 you know uh, it was to, June yeah. it was late June and I had to I, I had oh, wow. to take it. Well I. I couldn't. I couldn't say no to an opportunity like that. So I jumped on it. I said uh, that I will definitely go there. Uh, lucky for me, I wasn't the only one uh, from GBA who who got offered a scholarship at that university. So we there was two of us going there. Uh, me and uh, Emil Ostapichuk, who who uh, was a great friend of mine, and uh, we you know we roomed together. So it was a, it was a win-win situation for for uh, both of us, and I think all of us, even even William Jewel, I think uh you know utilized us in a way that they they hoped that we would be able to bring uh you know skills or uh, you know uh, charisma in the team and, and all these things so um i chose jewel because jewel chose me and uh, i i made that decision it was probably one of the best decisions in my life apart from obviously that one <laughs> fair enough congrats again um what type of scholarship did you get at um william jewel and and um, did your grades play a factor? Uh, I was fortunate to get a full ride. I, I was offered a full scholarship at William Jewell College, uh, which is again a D2 school that uh, you know uh, had a very very high academic standards. It actually is called the Harvard of the Midwest. 
uh, I uh, was fortunate enough to have uh, good SAT scores that I took uh, prior to uh, prior to even the phone call with with William Jewell. Uh, I, I racked up enough points to to pass the threshold that the William Jewell, William Jewell had. It was much higher than the competition in the in the area. Uh, that's why you know they really call them the Harvard of the Midwest. Which you know there's a lot of Harvards of of something. Uh, yeah, 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 Put their yeah. name on there. But uh, <laughs> then I realized that the school actually was yeah. The school actually was really, really challenging, and uh, for me, it was it was a great opportunity to explore, you know, other other assets of my of my, you know, life apart from basketball because it was challenging. It was not it was not easy. I, I couldn't just you know skip skip classes and stuff. So um, my grades uh, uh, played a factor, and uh, something that I always try to tell younger my younger friends is uh, even grades from like eighth eighth grade or seventh grade matter. They looked at my complete school history. They looked at all my grades. They asked me why I failed a, a class uh, in in 2008, and that was because I was sick. But, but you oh. know, they asked asked that as well, and you know, uh, because academics was was a big part of, of of that scholarship. I, although it was called the basketball scholarship, the coach and and this coaching staff, they uh, they were really really uh, adamant about us understanding that we are school. We're student athletes, not athlete students, yeah, and that was something yeah. that 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 my, my coach, Coach Holly, who was uh, who was who was uh, who is one of the winningest coaches in college history in the United States. Uh, he he was really really uh, hard on us about our academics. He he knew that that's the way that most of us are going to move forward because not 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 all of us are going to play professionally in Europe. Not not all of us are going to get you know drafted or anything. So so we were student athletes first. Mm -hmm. And uh, academics, uh, that, that even prior me, prior, prior uh, to to me coming there, you know, I had to prove that that uh, you know my English level was was at a level that that was uh, enough for the school, and that my overall overall knowledge of things uh, uh, that that uh, I, I even had to take math. I had to take math. I had, I had a pre-calculus class there, which. Uh, fortunately, I, I, my math was one of the things that I, I, I was good at, or I, I still believe I am. But that was a, a big thing was was academics, and uh, uh, you know, apart from my my uh, video that I sent them, my highlight video, and apart from the phone call that I had, uh, then I had to talk to a lot of advisors at the school. Uh, I had a phone call with a with a school therapist that was talking about other things with me, and and uh, it was a complex thing. And I'm, I'm I was again very fortunate to get a full ride. Uh, which, which you know, I'm I'm still very grateful to William Jewell uh, for that offer, and uh, I'm still I'm still trying to to find a way how to repay William Jewell for that because they gave me something that uh, that uh, I will cherish for the rest of my life. Hey, you're doing a great job right now, man. Doing a great job promoting the school. What questions um, did you ask when you was being recruited? Um, what 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 type of information did you want to know? So, I mean. Even though the academics was a big part, I still uh, understood that the, the number one goal for my scholarship was basketball. So uh, I talked to the coach about things of what what kind of team is trying to build, uh, what what uh, players does he utilize, what what positions does he want to fill, uh, how he plays, and I asked a lot of things about basketball. We had a great conversation. Coach Holly is one of the most knowledgeable people about basketball I've ever met, and he had a very clear he had a very clear uh, you know understanding of. of uh, what is at stake, how he wants to build the team, uh, what positions he wants to, to emphasize on the court, uh, how defense is the number one thing that he cares about. And that was something that I was uh, better at than offense in my skill set. Uh, I was always more of a defender than an than a, than a offensive-minded guy. Uh, so, so, you know, a lot of basketball stuff that I asked. Uh, they also asked me what I think I can bring to the team. Uh, they wanted me to know that they wanted me to to say uh, what kind of teammate I am. They asked me questions about that nature, and which was uh, probably the first time somebody asked me what kind of teammate I am. I never thought of that in the in those in those uh, you know words. So uh, you know, obviously, I I I think I'm I was a, always a good teammate, uh, but but never got asked that question. Uh, then, then you know uh, the questions I ask because I uh, had experience. I, I, I lived in the United States prior to that experience. Uh, I, I did a high school in there, so I ask about the academics. I ask about uh, the you know housing and all the things con connected to uh, to my daily life uh, on campus and how I'm going to be incorporated into it. Uh, I was great. Uh, uh, it was it was great that they told me I'm going to have for the first year. I'm going to have uh, a host family. 
which which was a program at the school. Uh, uh, so each international student they got uh, they got an opportunity to to, to meet with uh, with a, with a family there that was specifically for that person, and we were able to you know have some lunches or, or you know every once in a while and talk about you know maybe some issues if if I got homesick you know I could call them I could meet with them. Uh, I was fortunate that the family that I I was assigned was was. Uh, probably the closest family to the organization to the two basketball organization okay. and uh, I had a great time with them so so you know that was those, those were things that you know I had to I had to uh, figure out prior to coming there uh, they didn't really affect my decision because I was decided I'm going but uh, you know apart from basketball and, and academics and the and the thing I also wanted to know what kind of environment the school uh, provides and for the players especially from international in, from from you know from uh, parts of different parts of the world and from from foreign countries. Okay, nice. Can you tell us what conference William Jewell played in and what the league was like? So, what conference and, and the type of gameplay or the game style was it like a guard orientated or a big orientated? Can you tell us about that league a little bit? Uh, William Jewell College played at uh, Great Lakes Valley Conference, GLBC, which is uh, one of the best Division II uh, conferences in, in the United States. It's actually ranked uh, always in top three okay. uh, as far as conferences in D2 go. Uh, we had, we had uh, teams that regularly uh, ended in the Sweet 16 tournament. Uh, we had teams that that even won it. Uh, Bellarmine Knights, they won it, I think, uh, a couple of couple, good couple, several years before I, I got there. Uh, GLBC conference is known to, to be uh, very fast. We had, the league was very fast. The speed was, was a big thing. Uh, and uh, the orientation as far as basketball tactics or goes, the first two years, it was a little bit different than the, than the, the year after that. Um, the first two years, it was, it was big oriented. Uh, it was it was a, pick, a lot of pick and rolls. It, it was a lot of reading reading the pick and rolls and, and being able to find open shooters, exploit the exploit hard hedges, exploit uh, exploit uh, you know the the def whatever the defense was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's that, that that's that's where I actually got more playing time uh, in my first two years because uh, I was a pick and roll point guard. Uh, uh, I always tried to exploit exploit the big man. You know, if he was hard hedging or, or just containing. Um, and the bigs were very crafty. The bigs and GLVC were very crafty. They could shoot from the outside. They could spin. Yeah. They could they could they could pump fake and go one dribble right, one dribble left, pull up. It was it was very very competitive uh, uh, on the on the on the bigs. Then then the big actually graduated, and the, the last year was a little bit different. It became uh, it became more of a league of, of shooters from behind from from behind uh, the three point line. Mm -hmm. uh, then the team that that was uh, that was uh, the best the, the first two years, which was Bella Midnight's, they they uh, they utilized like four or five bigs in in a game, and they were beating teams just because their bigs were so good, and their point guns were were really crafty at giving them the ball uh, where they needed it. But then the, the the third year, they were not actually that good because their bigs graduated, and uh, teams that had had good shooters uh, started to start to be you know uh, uh, higher ranked. Mm -hmm. And even our team, the, even our team on the, the third year I was there, we we got we got really good outside shooters, and uh, we were able to we were able to uh, you know even beat some of the teams that we didn't beat in the previous two years. So the, the league changed a little bit, but but the one thing that is constant and, and uh, GLBC is like that, is that it's a very fast, fast-paced basketball. Uh, you know, uh, the Emil, I talked about him, he, he went there with me to from GBA to William Jewell. Mm -hmm. uh, he was not a particularly fast guy, and that was the one thing, if he wanted to play, he had to get his you know, feet, you know, quickly under him. He had to be quick on his feet on defense because the bigs, again, were very crafty. So, and he was a big guy. So, uh, you know, fast pace, fast pace basketball, a lot of fast breaks, a lot of chase down blocks because all the guys were just, you know, they had hops yeah, and they could make blocks. You know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, back in transition. Yeah, so that 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 was that was uh, that, that's GLBC basketball was was one of the quickest quickest leagues that we uh, I mean quickest confer quickest conferences uh, in in the United States. But again, the the emphasis on the big guys was very very big in the first two years, and uh, that was very tough to play against it. But it was fun because again, it was a lot of pick and roll. It was it was very nice. Not not many schemes, not many plays, and the teams didn't really have like 
45 plays, which is which is typical in some some conferences in US. Yeah, you know, every yeah. team had about like seven or eight, but it, they were really good at those seven, eight plays. Our team had about 16, but we really played again six or seven plays a game. Uh, we used some plays just once, maybe if you know if it worked out. So mm. it was it was it was about pick and rolls. It was about it was about it was about um, off off the uh, off the ball screens to find op- uh, to to se- separate guards from the shooters and find open shooters, and, and if possible, give it to the big and let him work let him work his way you know in the low post and and be able to score one on one. Okay, nice, nice, nice. So. Uh, looking at just sort of talking about the start of play, um, you know, I, I knew a little bit what in your time during the States. Um, when you left, uh, or oh, before you went to the States, you know, you would have had to be in pretty decent um, in your club. I know you was at GBA for a bit. Um, you know, you, you had a defined role, um, you was accustomed to getting your minutes. Now, when you left GBA, when you left uh, uh, the Czech Republic and you went to William Jewell, I'm sure your role changed. You was no longer a focal point. You no longer had uh, the minutes that you was accustomed to getting. How did you adjust to, to, to that change in your role, change in minutes? You know, what, what are the stuff that, that, that you did to get over that? You're, you're exactly right. My role changed tremendously because I was a captain in GBA for two years. You know, mm-hmm. I was the I was the guy on the team that, you know, that set the pace, that that talked to the guys, that was involved in all the things. Uh, and then I came to the United States and I was a freshman and you know nobody looked at me like a captain. Nobody asked me questions. Yeah. But I I, uh, I tried to uh, keep the energy in. I, I tried to be the guy that you know uh, would, would would be involved in the guys. If somebody got injured I was the first one to help. You know, it, then I went to, to to the rehab. You know, ask them how they how their knee is healing or how their back is healing. I try to keep that you know energy in, and uh, because I I'm used to it. I was used to it from GBA. I was used to it my whole life. I was always you know the guy that that tried to be you know involved with all the other guys. But then again, I was under captain, and I was, I didn't have 25 30 minutes you know every every game uh, to to play. Uh, actually, the first the first time I played was uh, was a, a preseason game, and I got to play like five minutes. Uh, I, I scored, I, I had like five points. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to be great. I'm going to have a lot of minutes as a freshman. And then, you know, uh, no. coach <laughs> coach, started, yeah, coach, coach started playing and he said, hey, that was a preseason game. You get your chance. Uh, now now let's see how you're going to practice, how you're going to be, you know, uh, how, you're gonna, how you're going to play with the other guys. And, and, you know, I had to figure out how to, how to, uh, you know, utilize all the energy that I had and all the, you know, all the drive that I had, how to utilize it even when I was not on the floor. And that was something that I was not not really used to. I was always, you know, starting five. Uh, you know, I was always, you know, thirty-five minutes, thirty minutes on the court, yeah, and, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and and in the closing minutes of the game, I was always on the court. And now I was not not in the starting five. I was not even the closer. I was just maybe I got you know second. You know, obviously we had two halves in US, yeah, so yeah. you know, around around the ten minute mark, I got four minutes there, and then I got three <laughs> minutes there. Uh, I had to find a way how to how to how to be be beneficial for the team, how to be, you know, somebody that the team needs uh, and that, you know, can give something to the team. Um, I established my role pretty quickly that, I, you know, everybody knew that I'm, I'm very vocal. I was helping on defense, you know, on the I was sharing on the bench. I was getting the guys on the bench involved, even though I was at the very end of the bench. That's because, you know, there was a little hierarchy, you know, coach wanted yeah, his players, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, the, the seniors and the top. Yeah, in an order. So I was at the very end because I was a freshman and a point guard, and we had three point guards. So I was the point, fourth point guard there. Uh, so you know, I had to find a way how to how to get involved in the games, how to how to make an impact, you know, as much as I could. Which mm-hmm. which again, I, I did a lot of cheering, I did a lot of pumping up. Uh, you know, every time we made a three, I jumped, and you know, I had I had high fives with different guys. You know, so, so I wanted to be in the game. I didn't want to just sit there and you know be grumpy about like, hey, I want I want to play. But at the same time, I had to think about uh, you know my minutes, and I wanted to get more more playing time. And uh, that was that was uh, that was uh, the most important thing for it was just be engaged in every practice, talk to the coach, and, and stay 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 above the water. Don't get down on yourself. And you know my role changed even within those three years. But uh, I never let down. I never never stopped trying to you know be uh, you know the most active and the most vocal guy on the court 
if it was you know in practice or in game because I wanted you know I wanted to help and uh, it paid off because I, I got the playing time I think I deserved uh, and probably even more than I deserved uh, because I had great great teammates uh, you know we had a, we had a guy from Manchester who was uh, you know the, the number one point guard and he, he now plays in Spain and you know I got I got to be you know uh, at, at some point because we had some injuries I got to be the number two point guard and you know the roles the roles changed even in those three years but. I never kept. Uh, I never. I never kept anything. Uh, anything against the coaches or against the coaching staff. I trusted them uh, because they're. They were. You know, the best in the in the business uh, at my college or in the in the conference. They were really respected. Respected by everybody. So who's the kid from Manchester? Staying engaged. Patrick Whelan. Ah, oh, definitely heard of Patrick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. He's a point guard, about about six six four, I think, maybe six five. Uh, he was at my. He, he was freshman with me, and he because of his height and because the league was very tall, and you know, then he got he got he got more playing time the first year and the second year, and then the third year was a starting point guard. So that was because he was just very crafty, very quick. That he he fit into that league. It was perfect conference for him. He was super super fast. He could he could block and he could defend uh, long arms. You know, because we didn't have really difficult sets, we didn't have you know sets of four, five, six screens. It was maybe one or two. It was not really difficult to 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 get around you know, to to understand the plays. And he was good at it. Uh, he developed his jump shot uh, while he was there. He didn't have a jump shot when he came, uh, but he he had only a drive. But he developed a jump shot. And even the last year I was there, he even developed uh, like a three a decent three point three point shot. Uh, and he he was very key component of the game of the, of the of the team. And yeah, that was it. Was a great, great experience playing with him and alongside him too. Nice. Okay, so a little bit about school. What helped you to graduate and play? You know, um, what advice or what hacks can you give to some of our guys uh, watching? How did you manage to navigate? And especially if you said you graduated a year early, how did you finish? Uh, how did you manage to you know fit your schoolwork in? around you know your season and, and, and playing and practices so uh, as I as I said earlier our coach was was brilliant at, at you know making sure that our, our academic academics our school is is, is is paramount and then basketball is the closest second it can be you know he wanted us to be mm. in school he didn't want us to, to skip school and and uh, you know be on top of school uh, he he we had we had work studies i mean we had study hours that you know he wanted us to study even though it was not like mandatory but all the guys actually came because we trusted the process we trusted the you know the coach nice, so we studied nice. and we we were on, on top of things um, probably a, a tip for for guys that might or girls that might that might go go to us to uh, you know play ball and, and study study at a university uh, there are two relationships that I had to establish very early on that that helped me to graduate earlier, and I think that would help me to graduate in normal four years. I had to have a great relationship with the coach because you know okay. if the coach yeah. was on the same page as me with me, I had to be with the coach. You know he he had to understand that you know some things in school are you know I had to do. So sometimes I had to you know go and you know I I, I maybe missed missed like a dinner with the guys because I had a I had a meeting with with a professor. So that that was important for me to talk to the coach about my academics all the time. I, I told I told him, yeah, yeah, I'm doing great. I'm I'm maybe falling behind in this subject, you know. And he was able to recommend some things and you know, hey, talk to the professor. That was one relationship. The second relationship was, uh, I think every every school in state does it. Uh, you have your your advisor, your student advisor, a professor that ha that is from the department that you study, and he is in charge of your of your credits, your curriculum over the four year span. And uh, I had to establish a great relationship with him. I was super lucky that the, the guy was, uh, I still I still consider him my idol, my 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 mentor in, in a lot of things because he was uh, very, very good at understanding. Although he was not an athlete himself, he was very good at that. He understood that, you know, I have basketball and I have school and I have to make it work. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, if not if not for 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 my advisor Gary Armstrong, I would not be able to graduate in three years. Uh, I would not be able to graduate maybe altogether because he was was great. I talked to him regularly. We had meetings. Uh, we scheduled meetings. I went to talk to him about subjects. We talked about uh, my performance. He looked at the grades. He recommended what to do. 
uh, who to contact, what what classes to take. That was so important that he gave me recommendations what class to take, where he knew the professors would 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 be willing to to work out the schedule yeah. with me about about projects and about you know paper paper assignments because I had basketball. I had to you know sometimes I missed school because we went on a on a three day field trip to play two games uh, on the on the other side of the conference and I had to miss classes and because of basketball and you know i had classes that i knew the professors were able to to maneuver around with me and find you know find solutions and find the way how to how to get you know all the paperwork turned in and everything mm -hmm. and that was that was because i i made a very close relationship and i made a really really um important uh, contact with my advisor i didn't just consider him like oh he's the guy who, who who runs my grades and he who will email me if i'm some you know in some kind of trouble no i i was diligent enough to to meet him every i think we met every every two three weeks and just chat for 30 minutes about about the performance in school he asked me about basketball he asked me about injuries it was a great relationship and those are the two people i think that that each person that that uh, you know goes to states must 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 um, keep in their loop and must must keep them in the loop of of, of your studying studies and of the basketball um, you know they they knew each other obviously because you know the school was not really that big it was a, it was a school that had only about 1200 people 300 students but uh, you know you know forming these two relationships was paramount i would not be able to graduate in three years if i didn't have a good good relationship with my with my coach and with my advisor nice if you could redo anything from your college career if you could improve on anything um of your time in college what would it be uh i did spend maybe too much time on extracurricular activities with school and i should have should have uh spent more time more, more time shooting shooting hoops so i get more minutes uh, I, I, I the thing was the thing was uh, I got I, I had two injuries uh, during my three years there. Uh, I had a, a meniscus operation on my left knee, and then I was suffering from a from a, a, an elbow elbow um, issue that I'm not really even sure how it's called in English. But uh, I had to get a, had a, a piece of bone removed from my elbow. So I had you know oh, two wow. injuries during my three years, and uh, I did a lot of rehab. But mm -hmm. then you know I was I was in the gym all the time, right? I, it, before school I had class from nine and I had rehab from seven thirty, hour and a half rehabbing my elbow, my knee. Uh, I also hurt my I, I hurt my thigh. Uh, I probably tore some some muscle in there. So I had a lot of rehab during those three years. Yeah, man. And so you know, I, for the and, yeah, uh, it was it was crazy because prior to my, my university uh, experience, I didn't didn't have injuries. I never ever never never sprained an ankle. I never jammed a finger. I, I was lucky. And then you know, Aye. college came and basketball came. A lot of banging, a lot of lot of lifting, a lot of lifting weights. So you know, I was in the gym, you know, seven hours a day because of rehab. Then we had weights and basketball Jeez. practice. Then we had some other things like yoga, uh, like like swimming and stuff. So I was kind of ready to go and and do something else outside the gym. You know, not not be in that. But now yeah, when I look yeah, back yeah. at it, I probably should have should have spent one extra hour there to just, you know, shoot, shoot on my own and, and develop my game. Because uh, uh, if 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 I if I had did that, I would probably um, consider staying for the extra year because I, I know I would be, you know, uh, I would be giving the team what I what I could. But I I wasn't wasn't at that level. And that's something I regret a little bit. But at the same time, the extracurricular activities opened the world to me in a different way. Uh, I have contacts in Washington DC where I did my internship after I finished uh, finished school and mm -hmm. you know I I still keep in touch with a lot of the people that I met during these extracurricular activities so I don't regret it completely but but that's something I would something I would you could have done differently I like it yeah, I like yeah, it yeah, yeah. and at least at least you're you're I mean I, I think the the best thing about this platform is that getting you guys to be somewhat honest and say hey look this is the way I did stuff it didn't work out or you know it could have went differently so um, yep. yeah i appreciate the honesty because that's you know that's quite nice what's the best part of playing college basketball in the states oh that's hard to say i enjoyed <laughs> it so much i enjoyed it so much uh, i think the best part is traveling with the guys and having the group of people just just um, you know talking on, on the bus we had long mm. bus rides we didn't fly because the conference uh uh, didn't really sponsor flying much, you know. Some mm -hmm. of the conferences they fly more, so we had 11-hour, 13-hour ride bus rides to, to, to places to play. Yeah, and and the group of that, the group of guys that we had, 
uh, was great. You know, we had great captain. Uh, we had a great group. Uh, we we were multicultural as well. Uh, me, I was there. The guy from from Manchester, Patrick Whelan. Uh, we had a guy from from Spain, Javier de la Blanca. We had Emilio Stafici from from Prague that he pl played with me. So mm -hmm. multicultural group as well. Uh, the first year we played with uh, one of the best guys that I met, and I'm not really in touch with him. That's kind of my fault. But but uh, Cyril Belong from 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 uh, from Kenya. Uh, from I'm sorry, from Cameroon. Uh, he was one of the greatest guys that I met. So the, my favorite part of basketball was being with the guys, being with the team, uh, doing the practices and sweating together, lifting weights together, and just the overall vibe of the basketball. In the, the camaraderie. Is different. Yeah. Um, it's the camaraderie, yeah. And, and I enjoy that so much. Um, I, because of my, my job here in Prague uh, in the past three years, I wasn't really able to find time to fly back to States and meet with the guys. Uh, which I need to do. I miss them. I, I wanna I wanna say hi to them. I wanna chit chat with them. I wanna wanna go and you know uh, you know just talk about about their life now. I I keep in touch over social media, but not 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 the physical physical it's connection. Not the same, which I, yeah. yeah, it's not the same. So uh, you know that's that's one one thing that's that that's hard. I had a chance to stay in states. I, I had a job offer in Washington D.C. But uh, I, I'm. There were a lot of things that I, you know, put on the plus and minus side of staying in states and, and going back to Czech. Uh, one of the biggest things for me is family. I love my mm -hmm. family, and and I always, always, uh, family for me is number one. And uh, I realized while I was in states that I'm very fortunate to still have all four of my grandparents alive, because a lot of my friends uh, in states didn't have that, didn't have that. Yeah. And yeah. and I, I love my grandparents and I wanted to come back to spend more time with them and and not not you know uh, just see them once a year when I when I come visit for vacation or something so that was one of the biggest things for me and you know uh, I feel like I created a family in in the United States I, I uh, Edward and Jewel uh, we had a we had a family going and that's credit to the coach because he was he was like our grandpa there he was one of the greatest greatest uh, people that I met in the United States and uh, he he created the environment where we could grow together and have have friendships and not just friendships that that were uh, you know the situational friendship because we met at the team and you know each but we created friendships that lasted for longer and you know we 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 talked about different stuff we talked about politics we talked about social issues we talked about uh, other other sports not just basketball we just mingled and and it was great great experience so that was probably my favorite part of. Of, of of my of my three years in at William Jewel was was the camaraderie and the and the environment that I was in. Nice. Um you know I'm not too sure about D2. I had somebody on um earlier in the series and they spoke about you know the games and some games were like really packed and some games were less attended. Um, how did you find the experience of playing it with those fans? You know, a lot of times in Europe we don't have like a lot of sold out uh, sold out um, games um, and depending on what level you know the fans aren't as into it as sometimes I feel like the college basketball scene so you know talk yeah. about talk us through that so uh, we had a very diverse conference in that sense uh, some of the schools had had uh, new gyms for six seven thousand people and it was packed every time we played there one of mm. the rivals that we had was was Drury University, and they had a beautiful, beautiful gym, packed, noisy, loud, you know, screaming, a lot of that. Mm -hmm. and, and then we had then we had uh, teams that that had small gyms for let's say 600 people, and we had only let's say 300, 400 people attending attending the games. Uh, and you know, some some of it is like weather conditions. Maybe maybe it was raining or snowing that you know that day, so they didn't really come. But but. Uh, uh, the diversity was very, very, uh, very important to to get used to because you know every game was different, every environment was different, every fan was different. The fan bases somewhere were like you see on on like Sweet Sixteen, you know, uh, when when Duke is playing, you know, North Carolina or something like that. You know, that that that's the environment that we also have at some of the places. You know, drums, cheerleaders, 
you know, uh, halftime shows and everything. And then we had games, so it was rather quiet and, you know, it was very distinguished, you know, the people and the fans that were clapping just like that, they were not really screaming <laughs> or anything. So getting used to that, that, you know, the first year, you know, I was like, hey, you know, are we playing the same conference all the time? Because our gym was kind of in the middle and then we, we saw gyms that were even smaller than ours. And then we had gyms that were just huge stadiums and, and you know, they were packed every game. So that was, getting used to that was, was crazy and was kind of difficult but it added to the experience because i remember every single place where i played because it had a it had a unique spirit every every place mm -hmm. where i went you had a unique spirit and we we uh, pre-season games we played with some d1 schools as well uh we played mizzou we played uh, kansas uh, we were supposed to play kansas university but then uh, unfortunately we were not able to which i i wish i could play at ku because obviously that's the birthplace yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Of, 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 of college basketball. Actually, uh, a fun fact, the first college basketball game in the United States was played against, well, the two the opponents were KU and William Jewell College. The really? first game was, the first college basketball game was my college, was the first mm. basketball game against KU. And KU was obviously coached by uh, by uh, James Naismith himself. And uh, we still, and it was actually played in at William Jewell. So the history was was also very close to me because uh, uh, you know Kansas City and Missouri are the birthplace of, of college basketball in that sense and of basketball overall because James Naismith uh, was from the area. So you know different different environments uh, you have to get used to that quickly because you know if if you you know sometimes in Czech or, or in Europe I, I you know I had my favorite gyms right oh, yeah, I, I yeah, like yeah. this gym because there's nothing behind the basket or there's something somebody likes a wall behind the basket somebody, yeah, yeah, and you have to get used to just the, the changes constant changes be, you know one game behind the basket there will be 300 people with drums and then another game there will be nobody because the stands will be on the sides so so changing environments is is something that uh, you know is is i think very typical for us conferences because they are very very diverse Nice, nice, nice. Okay, what's the weather like in your state? In Kansas yeah. City, it was it was windy. It was very windy, uh, and we had a lot of hail storms. We had a lot of uh, hurricane warnings because it's it's a it's a part of the the Hurricane Valley in the United States yeah. that goes from Texas all the way to uh, I think like Kentucky or, or those parts. And we were we were in the middle of it, so we had a lot of hurricanes, uh, a lot of hurricane warnings every every day every. I think it was every month we did like a hurricane training or, or you know, the, the, when the alarm sounded off, we did a lot of that. Uh, we got some snow as well, which I'm used to it from Czech, so that was not a big thing <laughs> for me. Uh, but but um, overall, it was very humid uh, because okay. we had we had a couple of rivers around us that, that kept the humidity high. And, um, you know, uh, it was it was good. It was not nothing I, I wasn't used to. So so I, I, I didn't really struggle with the weather. So we got hurricane warnings and snow, and it's like, oh, it's good weather. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of used to it. So yeah. <laughs> What's the must-see destination in Kansas City? Ah, uh, there are some great ones. Uh, I would say uh, there's there's a, a great place downtown Kansas City. Uh, there's a World, World War One museum, and from that museum, which has a which has a pillar. Uh, I don't know how many feet tall. I, I would I would be lying if I said a number. Very tall pillar where you can go on top of it. And from the top, you can see the whole Kansas City. And right under you, there's a there's a field, there's a, like a grassy field, and mm -hmm. at the end of it, there's a there's a central station. And that's one of my favorite places that I, I like to visit when I had an off time, uh, because you know the view from there was beautiful, and, and you could see the Grand Station, the Grand Central Station, uh, you know, with with trains coming in and out. So that was that was the place. But but I would have to say, uh, if you are in Kansas City, you have to taste the barbecue because uh, the Kansas City barbecue is, is one of the best in the world. And there are places where you must go. And the best barbecue in Kansas City is at a gas station, believe it or not. <laughs> it's called, it, it's called, yeah, it's called Kansas City Joe's. It's a gas station in Kansas City. And you go there, people get their gas there and you go inside the shop and the shop is divided into parts. One part has a regular stuff and the other part is a restaurant. 
and they just have a little window they have a little window in the wall and they give you these best best ribs that i i never had better ribs than there so so barbecue in kansas city overall is good but kansas city joe's oh boy that that was a place kansas city joe's well that just knocked off the uh (laughs) the next question of the best food so i love it Um, that's that's answered that's answered yeah What's the best place to get kicks? I was a sneakers fan, not now because I don't really use many, many of them. I don't have uh-huh. to, uh, which is kind of sad because I really like uh, like to buy shoes all the time. Um, uh, to be honest, I was uh, I was not uh, uh, overflowing with money when I was in Kansas City. I had uh-huh. to I had to find I had to find a job. I was uh, working in the uh, because uh, uh, people from from outside the United States they can't if they're on a scholarship yeah. they can't work outside the campus really. They have to work yeah. on the campus. So I worked in the cafeteria for three years, uh, great times by the way, and you know I was able to make some money, but it was not enough for me to go to like Dick's and buy just great, you know, great new Nikes or something. But I found, and I, I think that uh, all, all people uh, who, who go to states they should explore, uh, they they should explore these outlet places. And the best two yeah, outlet places yeah, are Mar- Mar- Marshalls. You could get great stuff at Marshalls, you know, for for very very good prices. And then Ross, the rest for less and you get you got shoes there as well so those these two places were my home because i you know i didn't didn't really have you know hundreds of dollars on my account every day you know i was i was uh, glad i i got some money from the work that i did but uh i i went to marshall's and i went to dress for less for 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 my stuff for my shoes and everything hey, nice hey hey no knocking no knocking it man uh what's the best american holiday and why Oh, there are some great ones, but I have to say Thanksgiving, and I think uh, <laughs> all the Europeans, all the Europeans would agree that Thanksgiving is yeah. right. it's so much, so much food, so much great food, and and of of course the bat, the, the football, the football, uh, you know, uh, atmosphere that it, Thanksgiving yeah, is around yeah, because yeah. That, that's when the that's when the big games start, and that's you know when when every every family has their own team and they dress in their jerseys and everything. So for me, Thanksgiving was probably the best uh, the best holiday in states. I didn't care much for for Christmas. I didn't care for for Halloween. Although although haunted houses during Halloween are, are crazy fun, and I recommend haunted houses uh, or cornfield fights or cornfield chases or something like that. But 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 Thanksgiving must be must be the one. Thanksgiving must be the one. Okay okay, um, I haven't heard of cornfield fights, but I mean, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we did some we did some of them. We did some of them. That you you get you get uh, you get like these these foam foam swords in the cornfields and the cornfields they're <laughs> yeah. like like a maze and you just go around and you just <laughs> play with foam swords and it's so much fun. Yeah. Hey, that, yeah. that does sound kind of cool. If I was in college, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, right. So, what's the time difference between uh, the Czech Republic and Kansas City, and how did you it w- yeah. deal with? Um, you know, communicating with your family, you know, kind of bypassing that um, yeah. that time period. So it was seven hours, but uh, because the daylight saving time is different time in US than in Czech. Uh-huh. So at, at one point it was even eight, but then it was actually six because the the times the times in the in the summer and in the winter or in the you know they, they're different. So at one point it was eight, at one point it was six, but overall it was seven hours time difference. Uh-huh. Um, we we had a we, it took us about a half year with my family to find the rhythm of, of us talking when which day what what, what time is best uh, then we we found that the best time is uh, when I wake up you know that's that's uh, when I start probably like this like like we have this conversation yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. You know, when I woke up in states that's when they got off work so that's when we talked and then sometimes before I went to sleep and they already were awake so sometimes even in the in their morning but the best time was when i woke up so i woke up let's say 30 minutes before i ha- i wanted to you know every 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 week once or maybe once in two weeks and we set up a facetime and and we just we just talked on on, on, on the phone for a little bit but you know the great thing about social media today is that you can just message message all the time on facebook yeah. or or instagram and, and dm all these things uh, when i was in in texas uh, 10 years ago uh, facebook was in its in its birth so d- couldn't really use those things so it was a little bit more difficult when i was in texas but 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 mm, when i was in college 
you know, it, it took us a half a year to, to figure out the best times. But but then, you know, those three years, uh, we, we had we had great talks, you know, in the mornings and in my mornings when I when I woke up in state. So so those, those were the times that we talked to. And it was it was it was pretty cool. I didn't really get homesick myself because um, I was kind of used to living in states already and uh, I had so much stuff to do. And that was the most important thing for me. Uh, was to was to just fill my schedule up, just just do all these things. Never never stay in my room looking at just movies. Like I I, I went with friends. I went out. We we did a lot of things, a lot of movie nights, a lot of lot of um, you know activities in the at the school. A lot of things that we, we had poker nights, you know, that the school organized. And so you know, talking to the family was 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 um, was very very good. It was not it was nothing that I I, I found hard to do. Okay, nice. How do you deal with the distractions? You know, you're away from home. You're, as you said, you're seven and eight hours away from, uh, you know, time difference from from your homeland. You don't have your parents. You don't have certain friends. There's there's bound to be a lot of influence or opportunities to indulge in alcohol and drugs. Can you talk to us about that? What's what's that like? I'll be very open with you because I, I, I think that's important. Uh, there were a lot of opportunities and I am myself very, very um, uh, strong in that sense. Uh, you know, a uh, lot of kids at, the, at, my, at my college were smoking weed. A lot of them were doing some, some drugs, uh, you know, for, for, for pre, they call it pre-game to go to party and things like that. Uh, I surrounded myself with good people. Um, most of the kids on our team, they didn't even drink much alcohol. They, nobody smoked cigarettes. Um, you know, weed was only occasional thing in the summer when they knew that they had time off. Uh, so I, I surrounded myself with the good people, with good friends. We didn't do much. Uh, you know, I, I was used to drinking a little bit when I was in Czech, you know, we we're beer country. So, you know, every once in a while I got myself, you know, a nice beer, uh, maybe a glass of wine or something like that. But, but the important thing was surround yourself with the good people. and. That's not easy to do. That's mm. not easy to do because there are a lot of distractions, as you said, a lot of parties. You get invited to, to you know, the fraternities and sororities, and and you know, you you want to be in it because you don't want to be left out of the people, you know, of the groups and of the of the communication and networking, mm. everything. At the same time, the most important thing for me was uh, when I came to US. I I had my girlfriend already in Czech. The most important thing for me was to to tell all the people up front that I'm. I'm in a serious relationship. And okay. the second most important thing for me was I'm not doing any drugs and I'm here to play basketball. And, you know, it took me a couple months to get all the people to understand who am I. If I didn't do that, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid I would be, I would be, you know, tempted to, you know, every once in a while do something. But, you know, I, I told all the people from the get go, I'm here, I'm here for basketball and for academics for, for studying. And I have a, I have a committed relationship. And you know, the first month I was I was tempted by a lot of people. You know, hey, you know, you know, this girl likes you, and and you know, hey, let's go with the guys there, and they have some they have some cool stuff. You know, you're gonna try something new. You know, from the very first day, I had to be very diligent and say, hey, I have a purpose here. I'm here on a on a very on a very thin ice because you know I got a scholarship offer, full mm. ride. I'm from from Czech Republic. You know, it was a once in a lifetime opportunity for me. I had to make sure everybody understands my position, and then. You know, they didn't left me out. They wanted me in, but they understood that I'm there and that I'm very strong about about you know my position there. And they they didn't offer me drugs. They didn't after after that that one month or two yeah, months yeah. when it was difficult. They didn't offer me drugs. They didn't didn't they didn't expect me to ask for it. They didn't. They they knew that I'm not going to be you know messing around with girls. You know, and they still allowed me in because they they respected me for it. And and I think that's the position. most important thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Now that you've been, uh, you know, graduated what three years now, um, and you're reflecting yep. back on your time, what advice would you give to the recruits or the prospective recruits um, that are planning to go and play in the states now? What advice would you give them? Go, go all out. I mean, just, just give your, give your best because it was the best thing that I could do for my life. It was, it was taking the opportunity and, you know, working for the opportunity to come because, you know, I had to, I had to sacrifice a lot of good times with my friends here in Czech 
you know, you know, Julian GBA, his his schedule and how hard practices were, and mm-hmm. and just you know put the sweat in, put the time in, put the effort in because it's gonna pay off. I mean, no matter you know, no matter how your your college career goes as far as basketball, because mine wasn't the best. I I will admit, I know I wasn't. Um, uh, the expectations were high on my part and maybe on the coaches, but you know I don't I don't think we completely met them. But they, you know, I I was able to to give the team something else. You know, I was the glue and I was the the, the guy that always talked and supported and cared. So so go go all out, go you know, invest your time, and it's gonna pay off because you you will have such a broad, you know, uh, plate of full of opportunities in states. You know where to work, who to talk to, where to play, where to play next, and don't get don't get uh, you know disappointed when when you know something bad happens. It happened to me. Injuries happen, bad mm-hmm. grades happen, you know, bad experiences happen. You get you, you, maybe sometimes even it happened to myself. I got you know with a, with a wrong group, and you know then I was perceived in the team a little bit differently, and because you know the group was not really you know uh, a good group at one point. You know, so so keep going, keep doing the right things. You know, decisions are important to make, and, and just go all out. It's there's no there's no looking back. Once you once you decide you want to go, and you can't go halfway. You have to go all the way there. You can't go halfway. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Simon, thank you very much for hanging out with us today. Thank it was you, man. great hearing you know a lot of words of wisdom, and you articulated yourself pretty well in terms of being able to make that stand. That's what I really like from, from our talk is being able to establish, hey, this is what I'm about. This is what I'm willing to do or not willing to do kind of thing. And being able to stand strong in that. And that's and that's tough. A lot of um, these guys and girls watching now, it's, it's gonna be tough. You're gonna get influenced. You're gonna be tempted, but it's being able to try and hold firm and just understand exactly. you're there for a reason. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. yeah, I appreciate that, man. It was, it was really great yeah. talking to yeah. you. Yeah, it was a lot of. I had a lot of fun, and thanks for doing this again because I think it's important for for people of you know of 16, 15 years years of age to to hear mm. you know first of all you because I mean you you were in, very influential in my life as well. I, I got to meet you know I got to meet you uh, before I went to, to to do my my university time. And you know, I still remember we had that one picture with the two guys from 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 Great Britain. We were, you know, uh, taking a picture in in the yes. gym in, in Prague, and that's still one of my favorite pictures because you know, uh, I I saw the younger guys that you know kind of looked up to me, but then you know I looked up to you and Julian and all these people, and you know we need to help each other to to figure out you know what we yes. want in our life and how to get there and help each other to you know to find the to find the ways and. Uh, that's that's probably you know what what you're trying to do, and I think that's that's a great great effort and great great job that you're doing, and keep keep doing the great stuff because I think you know that's that's one of the best ways to to open up the world for yourself is to go and and from Europe all the way to United States and play ball or any other sport in that matter. So so thanks for doing that, and and I'm glad I was um, you know I could be you know a little part of it and and share my story. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Hey, my name is Simon Zajacek and you've been watching the Euro Step In. And don't forget, it's in your hands and you should definitely go to the United States. The game was different, right? The, the, the rules was different. The ball oh, was the Euro, different. The, like, the, Euro, the Euro style is different in America. The Euro style was a lot different in America. <laughs> That's the Especially, first time y'all seen that Euro Step too, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>